Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Fat. Clouds. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. So we left off with the team driving away from Guy Mayer's homestead, set on following up a lead, that lead being a roadside attraction called Wild Out There Stuff. Now, the sun is dipping. It is touching that horizon. You are losing lights, and you do recall that the sheriff has the town under curfew while he and other deputies, local PD, and deputized civilians run, well, complex and sophisticated sorties to hunt down the man-eating bear. So agents, I ask you, before we dive into any scene proper, what is your plan? Do you want to go check out Wild Out There stuff tonight? It is north of Mechanicsburg, out of the town. Or did you wanna head back to Columbus to the western and uh, kind of reconvene and plan out your next day. Uh, we might as well, well jam as much into the day as we can. How do y'all feel? How late? How late is it? It's five thirty. And is the so the shop's still open? Do we know that? You, With you the don't curfew. know that. Look them up on Google Maps. Are they open? <laughs> it looks like uh, Wild Out There stuff is open till eight p.m. tonight. Ooh, yeah, lucky I day. Think, I think we should check it out then. That gets my vote. Yep, I, I think so too. We can. Uh, you know, get out of town before the curfew sets in and, and then bunk up for the night when we're done. Yeah, it's one more stop. Sounds like a good plan. Just to let you know, when you look this up on, oh, on Google, you get some pretty cool pictures of the place. It it, it looks like, a, it, I mean, it looks pretty spectacular. Yeah, honestly, got... it looks like a Fallout 4 settlement. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's one take. You've, you've also got pictures of the interior. This guy has... What looks like a lot of uh, interest in perhaps UFOs, aliens, big feet, and uh, other related cryptozoological phenomenon. There's a couple of pictures of a of a massive skeletal uh, dinosaur that looks like uh, is right outside, looming over the highway, holding the sign, the neon sign of wild out there stuff. It looks like lots of folks take a picture of this and take selfies with it. Uh, it seems to be the most popular part of this particular business are the 30 ribs significant <laughs> you gotta count them. if you look behind the 29th you might see a little donkey kind of peeking don't out. forget to count the vertebrae on the back those little you're right you're right those guys so those, they're significant i'll, I'll report back and count teeth <laughs> sorry <Chris. laughs> the team takes the two suvs up north to route 36 the quickest way they can make their way to wild out their stuff. And even though the sun is indeed nearly winked out of existence, the business doesn't disappoint as you approach. It is a bit of a mishmash of shabby buildings, similar to a Fallout 4 settlement perhaps, but it's, it's impressive in size and scale. It looks like they've malignantly spawned other corrugated steel and wooden addendums over time for for no real reason other than to just 
inhabit this highway adjacent stretch of scrublands. You see an expanse as you drive up into the gravel parking lot, an expanse to the left of these misshapen structures that resembles a enormous rusty junkyard. It's full of weather-beaten kitchen appliances, hollowed out vehicle frames, oxidized skeletons from some other era. The main attraction is a 30-foot tall TIG-welded masterpiece, and it towers over you and the highway. The neon sign in its four limbs uh, blinking and lighting up the parking lot. When you step out of your vehicles, you do see that there is a sign in the front door's window. It reads, closed. The truth is out there, and so am I. No store hours are posted, and you can't really see inside through the window. It looks like there is something that's been well, taped up over not just the door window, but every other window on the front of the edifice. And cheers, agents. <sighs> just our luck. Well, go ahead and knock anyways. And Romeo vigorously knocks on the door. After what seems like a couple of excruciating minutes, you realize that no one's going to come to answer. Is there anybody else in the parking lot? or is Romeo, try, a... try the door. Is it locked? Sure. Uh... I'll try the door. You pull the door towards you, and it opens. Oh, thank God. It's unlocked. It's not you hear a blaring digital bell sound as it as it opens. Like an alarm? Nope, nope. Like More like chime? a bing bong. Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. I didn't want to actually do that sound, but there it is. Well, there it is. <laughs> you, that's, that's for you. That's for you. Thanks, Chris. <clears throat> no problem. Uh, inside the front entryway... <laughs> You're greeted by a six-foot-tall carbon fiber statue of a smiling chupacabra. It's flashing a cartoonish and toothy grin. You four peer in, rows of shelves, display cases, racks, exhibition stands. There's a haphazard maze of crypto ambrosia splayed out before you. You could maybe liken this to a hoarder's mess, except there does appear to be a pattern. There are signs and arrows, circus or showman-like messages splayed everywhere, blinking lights. It's truly, truly something to behold. The shop is littered with other toys and knickknacks. You see obvious hoax articles. There are tongue-in-cheek placards lovingly appended to them. In front of this uh, chupacabra, is looks like a, a clerk's desk. There's a small register there, but no one is attending it. There is a rack of handmade brochures near that. It's covered in Bigfoot, Martian, various cryptid, Googles, all for sale. Agents, this is a dizzying array, and it's a fairly large store. What would you guys like to do? Ryzen's gonna call out and see if anybody is even there to respond. When you call out in response to your voice, a previously unmoving and very small Bigfoot next to you begins moving and laughing, its eyes flashing in red LED. It roars digitally next to you. Whew. However, nothing else responds to your voice. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, well... Why, why were we here again? <laughs> Honestly, I was about to ask the exact same question. <laughs> I Crosswick forgot. Monster, that's right. Crosswick <laughs> Monster. Let's find okay. that. Sorry, do we have a frame of reference of what it looks like from the last place? It was uh, supposed to be a lizard of some kind. Ryan starts walking up up an aisle looking for it. Sorry, I'm going ch- to chime in here and real quick. I'll say, uh, you know, um, if we get if we get caught here without a warrant, it's going to make our job a little bit more difficult. Maybe we should. Uh, should come back tomorrow in the morning. I Crickets. agree. <laughs> we've we've already upset enough people today. Let's not add to the list. Oh man. Okay. Actually, anybody else roll your law? Well, I was also gonna chime in and say, yeah, give me. Let's take fifteen minutes if you want. Though a, a lookout might not go amiss if we want to just keep an eye on on the door. Yeah, I can go take a look outside. Okay. So Romeo failed. Just as soon. Are, are we all all rolling? Yeah. There is no reason for me to roll. 
Nej, och så fel. Boy. Yeah, yeah. What what Agent Relic has said gets you a little nervous. Absolutely feel like you shouldn't be here for very long if you're going to be here at all. When it's I heard closed. somebody scream before I came in, so I was just checking it out. There you go. That's how, that's how you do it. It's the pretense, you know? Ryan looks around. Does he see an office or something that looks like kind of a behind-the-desk sort of area? Not like the main store part anywhere? There is the clerk's counter. Is there a pile of refuse that somebody has made an office inside of? If you keep looking, you might run across it. You're going to have to start making your way through this haphazard maze of, of cryptid and, you know alien memorabilia to explore further right now you're just kind of standing in the foyer so to speak well will y'all uh spend a few minutes in here i'm gonna go outside while i'm keeping a lookout i'll um kind of walk the perimeter see if i can see anything outside that's odd if you got a vape to rip on that's the perfect cover (laughs) do you even vape (laughs) blow fat clouds bro do i need to do some kind of check or anything to search i guess is what we find that area roll for just give me a general no search just yet just give me a general idea of of like what you're doing are you are you kind of looking through the stands are you just trying to find the back of the store as quickly as possible yeah i think i think looking around ryan is surmising that there isn't enough time i i think ryan agrees with relics you know assessment on we shouldn't probably be here without the 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 shop owner being here but doesn't want to leave without anything so is just looking for kind of an obvious area where there might be interesting information. So, for example, an office or where there might be more personal effects of the owner rather than mm-hmm. just a haphazard mess. So he's kind of looking past the mess to see if there's mm-hmm. a specific area of not necessarily order, but a kind of designated non-store area. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so the the way that the store owners or, or, or just owner, we're not sure yet, has set this up is to be kind of like a carnival fun house. And so you start winding and winding your way through these stands, following arrows and, and blinking signs past tons of, of memorabilia, knickknacks and displays, looking for anything that says employees only or resembles a storage area. So that's that's where you start start heading. What about uh, Roizen and, and Romeo? What do you do? Romeo's browsing along looking for anything related to the crosswick monster here because that's kind of why he's interested in seeing if that there's any more information mm-hmm. on this thing about where it rode. Well, right right it next to the clerk's counter is a, a rack of handmade brochures mm. and you do see one that is titled the great crosswick monster Perfecto. and other local mysteries and roizen what are you up to i'm i'm gonna walk through the aisle see if i can spot any of guys work Mm. See if there's maybe anything like that. Excellent. Okay, so we're gonna go in order from from Ryan down to Relic. Ryan, you start just kind of pushing your way past various big feet and in other strange and smelly costumes that have been hung or otherwise set up in your way, searching for the boundaries of of this menagerie. You do think you make some headway, even though. It's obvious that you've been turned around twice now through this kind of circular maze that's been devised by a devious mind, obviously. You finally reach a spot where there's a large head height exhibition case that has obviously been shattered. What was on display there certainly no longer present. You walk up to it and you see a placard and it reads, Metamaterials, unknown alien alloys from a crashed spaceship exclamation exclamation beyond that you do see a curtain divider that looks like it leads into another area across the divider is a sign that says employees and fellow travelers only no narcs (laughs) definitely head towards that you uh walk around the shattered glass taking care not to not to crunch it underfoot and make your way to the curtain romeo you pick up the great crosswick monster brochure and looks like there's a pretty hefty story in here with some not so great illustrations of what looks like a large lizard almost godzilla like on its hind legs one picture has it perched in a tree another has it grabbing a what looks like a small child in its uh toothy maw yeah the story is kind of set out here looks like in the 
1800s, this was spotted by some residents. Yeah, what started as strange reports of large unknown tracks, occasionally found over dirt roads or creek trails, what started as that turned into a fatal encounter with something otherworldly. Two young boys, two local boys, were attacked by what was described as a giant reptile with four thick legs in May of 1882. Apparently the creature absconded with one of them in its giant mouth, dragging him screaming to a hollow sycamore tree nearby. Now, working men in the vicinity heard the boys' cries, only to find one of them dead and the other hanging from the creature's great jaws. Now, the townsfolk, when they arrived, this caused the beast to drop the boy and disappear into the hollow of its enormous tree, apparently out of reach. So more than 60 residents were soon gathered. Now, this was from nearby Crosswick, armed with clubs, axes, accompanied by trained hunting dogs. The creature was soon forced from the besieged tree, leaping from a gap in the top of the hollow and awkwardly running away upright on its hind legs. Despite a fierce chase, the reptile inexplicably evaded capture was never seen again in the area. This was much, much to the utter consternation of the pursuing mob. Many of the residents described it as standing 12 feet high, covered with black and white scales, dappled with dull yellow spots. And since then, so-called experts, as they are put in quotations in the brochure you're reading, have attributed the story to the unlikely displacement of an outrageously large monitor lizard. However, the writer of the brochure insists that it must be something much more unnatural and that it may still lurk in Ohio today. Put the brochure down. No, no. I put that in my pocket. Okay, okay. Agent Roizen, you begin winding your way through these mini displays as well, looking for any sign of taxidermed art. And you find the jackalope fairly quickly. Looks like it's one of the more popular displays because it's, uh, it's kind of off on its own. You walk up to this glass case and this is good work compared to what you saw in Guy Mayer's work in progress garage. The placard there reads, finally caught one of these little devils. Behold, the ancient and feared jackalope. You look from side to side and you see there are other interesting and strange items next to this, this little beast. You're welcome to peruse or recalibrate your search. Just let me know. Actually, I think I'm going to photograph all that stuff around it. We'll have more time to look later. Okay, so you quickly take some snaps of of the displays uh, that you pass that are there around it with the intention to leave fairly soon. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Got it. Agent Relic, you walk outside. The loud beeping of the door kind of becoming muffled behind you as it closes. Look from side to side. There's only two large black SUVs parked here. Did you want to just hang out outside and vape, or did you want to <laughs> do anything else? No, I'm just going to take a, um, a cursory walk around the building just to see if anything odd jumps out at me. Well, remember, it, it is uh, buttressed by huge piles of junk. So as you walk around the property, you definitely see more junk appliances, other unidentifiable objects stacked in heaps. You do spot a curiously clean clawfoot bathtub half sunken in dried mud in the back, but you don't see any other additional entrances to the building. There is a car back here. It's a, a small Kia Rio, and it is covered in stickers. Most of them are wild out there stuff themed. Uh, These are all appended to the bumper and rear window. I, I take note of the license plate and VIN. Cool. Uh, the VIN is not easily seen, which is odd it is an older model vehicle but you've got the license plate and then i vape the fuck out of my vape pen it's awesome <laughs> strawberry <What>? flavor <laughs> <laughs> actually you you actually you accidentally packed your french toast cartridge Jeez. which is not Rookie nearly mistake. as good yeah it's pretty <laughs> gross but you you grin and bear because you got to have that vape oh yeah man yeah vape Anyways, uh yeah that's all i do <laughs> okay and then are I, we now, I, I, I are we now a hip podcast 
Agent Ryan. Vape's only cool. Vaping is only cool if you're if you're underage. So any listeners That's... who's underage, you definitely should vape. Well, I thought if you don't care that you vape, then you're also cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, gotta have Hell your vape. Yeah. Gotta have the vape. The should we all get vapes? Cool. Should we go yeah, back to Columbus all... right now? We should definitely be vaping right now. Yeah, everybody's. Ryan pulls out his vape. Doing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Go ahead and roll. Roll vape. Roll, roll for vape. I'm gonna roll my vape, vape skill. And, and yeah. Blow a fat vape stealth. <laughs> Meanwhile, Royzen's over in the corner, just face in her hands, like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Agent Ryan, you uh, you move the you move the curtain aside, and behind it, you see a junk scattered hallway lined with wooden shelves, fasteners. Cleaning supplies, brooms, boxes of Funko Pop toys, other stock line the walls here. At the end is a door. Doesn't have a sign on it or a window, but yeah, what would you like to do? Wanting to move quickly, but also kind of having a, a healthy respect for the more fringe folks of society. Is there some kind of check I can do to just make sure that there isn't any kind of, I don't know, trap or, or some sort of... <laughs> Your recording yeah, that, device that I can at least That's a search. See. Yeah, that's a search. Okay, cool. Go for it. You're already vaping in this guy's store, so yeah, no way. There's not. This whole thing's being live streamed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look from side to side, check the corners. Doesn't look like this guy was big on security. Okay. I'm going to, with the same kind of care and caution that I navigated here with, continue mm-hmm. down the hall to, to see if I can open that door. The door is unlocked, and you go ahead and open it up, and you can go ahead and roll your sanity for me, please. Shit. Oh boy. Is it just a really bad toilet? So okay. I don't. I don't get to see what happens there, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is a good time to mention we are veiling our sanity rolls from the players, and by we I mean me. I'm not allowing my my players to know their current sanity or to know what they roll or lose potentially if they fail their sanity rolls so uh we'll see how that works never done that rule before but am i uh, allowed to be meta and ask you know does ryan feel any particular way as he enters this room i'll i'll uh, i'll get back to ryan in just a moment and tell you exactly how you feel but we're gonna skip over to romeo briefly okay because we split the party and yep. that's the best thing to do in a new a new area mm-hmm. in a in a role-playing game is yep. to split the party right 100 always a great <laughs> yeah. choice yeah so we're not that far from each other. Romeo, you've you've gone ahead and put this brochure in your, your front blazer pocket. You you pat it uh, lovingly. Uh, what else would you like to do? I think Romeo would also have a concern about uh, security cameras as well and would look for that. Sure, roll a search. After the fact. <laughs> that was a success. Yeah, Romeo, you, you go ahead and, and peer at uh, some spots that you think are good containers. You, I mean, you're right here at the register. And, and yeah, there's, there's a... There's a camera that's pointed towards the, the entrance, and there's another one that is pointed towards this register that you see from this this perspective. Okay, he's going to pull out a, a pen in his pocket and write a note to the owner saying that uh, he'd like to talk to him, place that on the counter, uh, showing the camera and then placing that on the counter, and then uh, gesture at uh, Royce and, and Ryan just stepped through the other room so he's gonna go I, I gotta him. i gotta be honest agent romeo hmm. you've lost sight of all three of your fellow agents well, you yeah. don't know where they are i can't tell where they are by the fat clouds uh <laughs> you, <Smoke laughs> signal of our signal fire. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm afraid i'm afraid not Damn. puff three times for danger can i follow my nose the scent of various vapes well agent romeo is smell blind ah <laughs> Classic what's mistake. the what's this the term for sound that the characters can't hear diegetic so this is diegetic vape <laughs> <laughs> only we yes. know about it but the characters don't <laughs> so Romeo what would you like to do he's gonna have to find his cohort get get the group back together yeah uh, j- but just to let you know there are plenty of other brochures there's the UFO watchers guide <laughs> there's a ghost tour oh, and there are quite choice. a few others yeah so <laughs> if you want to get some more reading in I'm I'm happy to assist man I'm gonna have to bury my face in another one of those tantalizing brochures okay which one would you like to bury your face in <laughs> UFOs please 
So this one's well-written in comparison to, to what you read before, and it gives you a list of spots uh, in the local and surrounding areas to camp and watch for alien activity, what times of the year, what times of night, uh, what types of aliens have been encountered. Uh, it looks like you've got kind of the trifecta, uh, the classic trifecta of the reptilian, greys, and Nordics that wow. show up in this area. So depending on which type of alien you want to get to know, well, this is all the information you could ever want. So yeah, if I want to get diddled by an alien, this is my hub. This is it. Yeah. The diddle okay, well, thank goodness. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna hold on to that, that one. Sure. Okay, so that one goes in the blazer pocket right as well. In that pocket. Uh, Delphine okay, might cool. Want to know about these guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> go to uh, Royzen again. So you've taken some quick snaps of surrounding cases without really taking in what these strange artifacts might be or reading the placards. Are you gonna head back to the front of the store? Yeah, I'm gonna head back and step just outside the door, wait there in case. Well. Anything comes up. Well, Royzen, as, as you kind of reemerge from, from this maze, this labyrinth, you do see Agent Romeo. He's still there at the front of the store. You do not see Agent Ryan. Uh, you assume Relic is outside because that's the last you saw of him. But he's like into some of these brochures. Uh, he barely even takes notice of, of you reemerging. You basically don't exist while he's reading this stuff. It's magic. Royzen, you step outside and... Relic appears to, well, not be in sight. Of course. Ryzen's going to lean up against the wall right next to the front door and just kind of wait. Well, before long, you hear some gravel crunching from one side of this, well, giant mishmash of, of shambled buildings. And Relic does turn a corner. Relic, you see Agent Ryzen kind of casually leaning against the side of the building and regards you. I nod. And then I... Just lean up against the door next to her. How's it going in there? Uh, lots of really crazy stuff. I've got some pictures we can look at back at the hotel. See if we can pull anything out of them. I'm, well, one of the guys is reading a bunch of the weird brochures they keep at the counter. I don't even know where the other one went. He just kind of disappeared. Uh, I checked my watch to see how long we've been there. It is now 6.45 p.m. The only real light now is the neon from the sign being held by the large metal dinosaur. Uh, I was asking, how long have we actually been inside, or been here, or how long has it been since we got here? It's like about 45 minutes. Uh, 45 minutes, okay. So it's been 45 minutes of looking around. So yeah, it's probably time for us to get out of here. Should we go in and grab the other two? Yeah, probably a good idea. So we we head in, or I head in to track down the other two agents. I'll go ahead and switch back to... Agent Ryan. So I'm going to describe a scene to you now, and that's going to give you an idea of how Agent Ryan feels. You open this door, and inside is what looks kind of similar to the workshop at Guy Mayer's homestead. Just this is not for taxidermy. This is looks like more of an automotive shop, judging by the tools and the equipment that you see here. Used to be a garage, it's got a concrete floor. Uh, It's since then been sealed off, it looks like. There's what looks like aluminum kind of insulation that's covering any of the exit or entrance doors besides the one that you've just come through. And there are, well, floating objects kind of hanging in midair. We've got wrenches, nuts, bolts, trays, other appliances, just inexplicably hanging motionless in the air. You're furrowing your brow and you're looking from piece to piece, trying to understand this display that obviously has been set up back here, trying to understand how these are suspended the way they are. You also see three large moving purplish orbs in the center of the room, very slowly rotating in an ellipse. These are bizarre. They look like bright lights, but you don't understand really how they're being emanated. Again, your brow furrows trying to take in this this scene. Right below those three strange rotating orbs, you see on the ground a man. He's got a large beard. He's he's a bit doughy. He's wearing a black t-shirt that's stained wet with what you assume as your eyes follow down to his his prostrate form is blood because of the large pool of blood 
underneath him. There's a wicked looking dagger lodged in his abdomen. You can see all color has left his face. His lips are blue. He's hypoxic. He looks up at you as you open the door, however, and suddenly it all hits you at once. Everything's floating around this man in midair, motionless, but these strange orbs. What you're looking at is impossible. The man's face meets yours, his eyes flutter, and he speaks. I assume like when you tell me like this is impossible that's that's like a reaction of even though you know ryan's done these missions before and everything like he has never seen anything like this correct safe to assume okay okay absolutely but he's you said he was looking at me he's like not dead or when the when the door opens his eyes flutter and he turns his head to face you scary as shit he says do not, do not engage without coverage. The fracture will take, it will take from you t- too quickly. We're going to move back to Romeo. Romeo, there are still quite a few brochures. Which would you like to read next? I assume that's what you're up to for the rest of the game. Romeo probably... Uh, realizes he's been getting way into these brochures and it's going to look up and see where everybody is or try to see Uh-oh. where everybody is. Uh-oh, they're gone. No clouds, no people again. Probably probably the front, to find the front friends. door the front door does open with that loud blaring klaxon and you do see Royzen and Relic stroll through to the front of the Chupacabra statue. Oh hey y'all. I think uh I think we need to find Ryan and probably make like a banana and split. Your spider spider sense tingling. I'm I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> that might be your best joke yet. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Thank you. That that's all in fucking character, so keep yeah, going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go find him. <laughs> we both, both squint at each other <laughs> suspiciously. I don't suppose you saw what direction he went. Is he human? <laughs> uh, I got some good info on the crosswick monster here and he pulls out the pamphlet but i didn't see where he went you two see what looks like a scrawled handmade brochure and you're not so sure it's, he's is he being a straight man again is he being sarcastic like you're just not so sure anywho uh yeah let's uh ryan you there <laughs> there's no answer from the many racks of strange memorabilia that stretch throughout this the building maybe a chupacabra got him ryan or bigfoot I, here's an idea. We split up. <laughs> it's a foolproof plan. Hear me out. We split up, and we'll, we'll keep vaping thick clouds that we can find each other by, uh, kind of Hansel and Gretel style. Uh, so if we find Ryan uh, in a state where uh, he is not able to be um, extracted on his own, we can shout and vape hard uh, and find each other. I, I've, I've got plan. a slightly different recommendation okay i'm willing to hear that out <laughs> let's, let's how, hear how high are the shelves and cases in here now it varies but some of them are, are quite high going all the way to, to the ceiling which is about 10 feet up to a drop ceiling 
well, let's let's find a place where they're not quite ten feet up. If one of you wants to lift me up, I can see if I can see him over the cases. So, okay, so uh, I can do that. Romeo takes a knee and um, says, "Won't you hop on these shoulders here, and I'll, I'll we'll do like a chicken stand thing." I don't know what that means, but I'm I'm gonna like assume it's, it's, a, pool, it's a it's a it's a boost. It's a boost. It's a boost. Yeah. Gotcha. So you give Royzen a boost, and you you use both uh, Agent Romeo as well as what looks like a well, strange lizard person with a with a trident as as a buttress to to peer over the many shelves, stands, and displays. You crane your neck, look from side to side, but you see no indication of Ryan standing about, walking from display to display, or or prone on the floor. Unfortunately, though, you're unable to really see the entire store from this angle. I cell phone to the rescue again, pull my cell phone in, and go. did we trade? We didn't trade contact info, did we? We did not. Nope. Anybody have his contact? I, is it not <laughs> fair to assume that? Sorry, I'm not even in this scene. Never mind. I'm <laughs> Ryan, drop a pin. Max, we would have like, we wanted to. We were all given agency phones. Wouldn't we have each other's contact info in that? So I never assume that because some agents don't like to give each uh, other okay. contact. So in this particular situation, all you have is Snedeker's number. Okay, fair. But Snedeker would have all of our numbers. To, to those phones. Yes, he would. Snedeker has your blood type and samples of hair. That's 100% true. <laughs> exactly. So. I text Snedeker to say, hey, will you, will you text me his number? I need to call him real quick. Totally didn't lose somebody, but uh, if that's okay, could you, would you, if you don't mind? Yeah, Relic's too proud to, to send that text. T- tell Snedeker yeah. you're a Mickey Mouse operation without telling him you're a Mickey Mouse operation. <laughs> Royzen's not too proud to send that text. <laughs> Royzen, you straight up... Send that text to Snedeker. What the fuck is Ryan's number? And yeah, go ahead and this is a luck roll. How does a luck roll work, Chris? It's just a 50-50. Oh, okay. In, in, the, in these rolls. In, in previous incarnations, it's been an actual, uh, it's been based off of power, which is interesting. Well, that failed. After a couple minutes, it's apparent you're not going to get a quick response from Snedeker. Three kind of look at each, each other for some sort of prompt as to what to do next. I draw my gun and say, we need to stick together and start start looking. And then I guess we start methodically searching the place. I don't know how long it will take, but at least that's what I was, sorry. That's what we should do. <laughs> the thing I just said <laughs> in character. Okay. Yeah. Royzen follows okay. him and randomly just yells out, Marco. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to switch back to Agent Ryan. The man, after speaking to you, he turns towards you as best as he can while on the floor. And you can see his shirt reads, get wild at wild out there stuff, Route 36. There's a crude graphic of, of a dinosaur. And you get a better look at this dagger hilt. It's it's directly in the chest of the, of the cartoon lizard. He looks up at you again and holds out his hand as if to stop you. But he's obviously in feeble condition to do so. What would you like to do? Can you remind me what he had said? Do not engage without coverage. The fracture will take from you too quickly. Okay. Ryan's panicked but trying to stay calm. And he, he doesn't walk closer, but he says, breathe slowly. Do not move. I don't understand what that means. Please. Wh- what are you talking about? His voice is a feat. It's lilting now. He sounds weak, but also strange. Coverage or or disruption, then you can use the keys and finish. His hand, which is held up towards you, now motions to his right in the general direction of several floating objects. One of those is a open laptop with the screen just out of your view. Did you create these? And Ryan gestures to the floating orbs, or did they? His head bobs diagonally. It's a confusing gesture. Sparks. Beginning more sparks. Fail to complete my sending. Keys were sooty and black. Where are the keys? He nods. His mouth curls strangely one side far up, the other 
strangely downward. It's a bizarre expression. 1S22, S22P, 63S23P2. Coverage. Or disruption, but then you must start again and I am too weak. 1S22, S22P, 63S23P, 63D10, 4S24, P6, 4D10, 5S2, 5P6, 4F14. He gasps, takes a breath. 5D10, 6S2, 6P6, 5F6, 6D0, 7S2. Ooh, are those electron orbitals? I wouldn't know that, sorry. Um, uh, Ryan, Ryan grabs for his phone out of his pocket and quickly pulls up kind of the, a note or something and, and shouts at the guy, say it again, say it one more time. So he can, his his head strangely bobs again in the diagonal motion. And he says, coverage, 1S2, 2S2, 2P6, 3S2, 3P1, or disruption. And he repeats that very long number, gasping in between as you watch blood run fresh from his chest. Okay. Fuck. Uh, is there a clear path or is, uh, what's, what's between me and the computer? So there are lots and lots of strange objects, tools, wrenches, trays, larger pieces of junk floating in the air. To wind through this, obviously not impossible, but it's it's actually a very bizarre obstacle course. There's no straight path. You'd have to be quite flexible, moving from side to side, twisting your body to get through this. It's 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 not as easy as it as it seems, but you could do it. I, I abandon that desire for fear of time and f- fight, flight, or freeze. Ryan's probably frozen right now, I would say. So stares back at the guy on the ground and just asks, what were you trying to do? Any any information you can give me will be helpful. Sending. To send back. To send myself back. You're trying to go back in time? A bending of... Finite lengths over a bisected infinite sphere. I think that Ryan's getting scared. And so he he actually kind of backs quickly out of the room and closes the door behind him and starts running back down the hall. So you back up, close the door, and run down the supply hall back towards the storefront. And can I be shouting Romeo and Royzen? Romeo, Royzen! Romeo! You're shouting this through the store. And immediately, the other agents who are now methodically making their way through this, this maze of aisles, they, they hear you. They hear the slam of a door, too. They all look up, begin making their way close to you. Agents, do you respond? Ryan, what's up? Everything okay? No, no, there's a guy. There's a room back here. There's a guy on the ground. He's got a knife in him. There's orbs floating above him. He's babbling nonsense, but he's trying to teleport himself. I got the fuck out of there, but I have no idea what's going on. Freak the fuck out, man. <laughs> right when you say freak the fuck out, man, you be, you come face to face with Royzen, Romeo, and Relic rounding a corner of what looks like three different big feet of varying quality. Take us to him, quick. Ryan hesitates and more so just points and gestures back there and you know, back the way I came. I am reticent to actually lead the way. Fine. Okay. Romeo's gonna go the way he pointed. He's also gonna look for a first aid kit along the way if there's anything that he spots. Absolutely not. But you do see that same kind of curtain divider. You do see that sign that I described earlier that's been cast to the side. And yeah, you walk through that. Other agents, do you follow? Relic is right behind him. Okay. Ryzen, too. Gun drawn. Okay. Yeah, gun drawn. Ryan, Ryan gun will drawn. follow Ryzen. Gotcha. You're 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 taking the back, but you're 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 prepared I'm, to go back in. Is that correct? I'm with them. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to. I was. Yeah. I'm gonna need sanities, please, from everyone else as they open the door. What's funny is I don't know. Life imitating the world of this. I was, <laughs> I was trying to remember what the guy was saying, but was also kind of scared, and so <laughs> I I kind of forget some of it now, which is. Funnily true to form, I guess. That's how it should be. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. Mm, That's not promising. The door opens, and all three of you, guns drawn, you stumble into this garage. 
that is peppered with impossibly floating objects suspended in thin air all around what looks like the prostrate form of a man bleeding out on the floor. Above him are three lazily orbiting purple lights, orbs. There's a quiet hum in the air. You're not exactly sure where it's emanating from. But taking in this, this diorama is difficult. Each one of you, your eyes widen. You try to understand what you're looking at. The man on the floor, he looks up. His head turns towards you. He holds up his hand. He says, The fracture will take from you too quickly without coverage. I took great care not to break the largest structures inside the prison. Still have until the light rises again when it returns. I think he's delirious. Uh, Does anybody know first aid? Relic, I I point my gun at this guy on the ground. His uh, face doesn't flicker at all. He doesn't even seem to take notice of the shift in your weight and what you're now inferring by pointing your weapon at him. His hand remains up in a stopping gesture. Ryan kind of panicked, wants to fill in the team as you know fast as he can and says, he keeps talking about wanting to, to send something and he mentioned something about keys and then listed this long list of, of numbers. I was in letters, this code almost. I recorded it on my phone, but I don't know what any of it means right now. I've, I've never seen, they're, they're floating orbs. They're just, how is that possible? Coverage or disruption. He says as if finishing your sentence. He motions now with his hand held out again towards that open laptop that is infuriatingly pointed away from you for. Then you can use the keys and finish. Romeo's gonna check out the laptop. Uh, Relic shouts, and finish what? See if you can stabilize him. So you're gonna walk towards, uh, through this kind of field of floating debris, because it's very far into that debris. Oh. Next to the prostrate form of the gentleman. Then no, I misunderstood the... Yes, it's not close to you at all. floating orbs. Yeah, yeah, it's very close to those orbs. Uh, Yeah, you definitely wouldn't walk into orbs or... Gotcha, just asking. Um, Yeah, just making sure. Yeah. Okay, Romeo, he's going to say again, first aid, anyone. Shut up. Don't touch him. Not much. Don't, Don't get near him. Just check that fucking laptop. Hey, finish what? What are you saying? The man closes his eyes as if he's in great pain and opens them and looks at you. He puts his hand up again towards you as if to say, stop. He says, I sinned myself. I sinned myself, a moat captured in dark light, a prisoner. Okay, I'm gonna walk my way around this stuff to the laptop. Cool, so just to be very, very clear, there's no around it. The entire room is full oh, of this crazy yeah. debris. Now, you can start kind of twisting your way Catherine Zeta-Jones style through it yeah. to get over there. And I'm that's totally fine. So, if, But I just want to make sure you understand what's involved. There's no like There's no quick way to go this. to the laptop. You've got, okay. to, you've got to go through this debris field towards the prostrate form of the gentleman as well as the three floating orbs How in order to get there. How high up is this stuff floating? Like that, I I mean, that... Now, nobody, nobody's tried to touch any of the floating stuff, so maybe this is way easier. You just knock it out of the way. Maybe it's just magic, hey, right? Chris, but, but yes. So, so you said this was, this was formerly a garage? Right. Looks like it, it was a garage at some point. Is there a yes. garage door on the other side? Uh, you didn't see anything from the outside, so perhaps it was boarded okay. up or covered with corrugated steel, but that's not a bad idea. If you went outside and started peeling that off, maybe there's another way in. But since this is, uh, if, you're, if your goal is a laptop, it's in the center of all this uh, floating debris. So uh, you would still have to get through some of that floating debris from any angle. In that case, I would, good have, I would not have said to go for the laptop. I would have just said, stay the fuck away from this dude. Sorry. Okay, no problem. How far off the ground is everything? This is another, this is a higher ceilinged room. It's 12 feet high and it's, it's at all varying heights. There's no consistent height. It is just full of floating equipment, tools, trays, trash, junk, 
it's filling the whole place up. And they're all just suspended there, unmoving. The only moving items in the entire room, besides the weakly, feeble moving uh, form of presumably Jeff Jenkins, are the three purple orbs. Would one of you guys look outside that door and all that junk, see if there's a broom or a stick or something that can be used to shove stuff out of the way? Romeo checks. Oh yeah, that that was a kind of a cleaning storage area. There's there's a couple of brooms and a mop and a dust mop as well. Romeo grabs a broom. Mm-hmm. You got it. Relic takes a moment to look at this thing. It, is, is any of this familiar? Any of the the ritual that he's seeing? Just think if I roll a cult or something. Any luck there? Yeah, roll a cult. Just see what's up. Okay. And remember, when you fail, check the skill on your character. <laughs> <laughs> when you fail. When, yeah, when, here it goes. When you fail. Yeah. There you go. Got to check. No, I mean, honestly, yeah, nothing nothing here even looks vaguely occultish to you. This is a insane science fiction scene. This is absolutely bizarre and impossible. He keeps talking about disruption. Disruption or sending. Was it sending, Chris? Actually, the man corrects you. Oh, okay. He turns to you and he says... Coverage or disruption? Coverage. 1S2, 2S2, 2P6, 3S2, 3P1. Disruption. Do you guys think, do we need to hit these orbs, disrupt the the light? Ryan kind of tries to, to move just side to side within a few feet to see if there's any sort of heat wave-like disruption that he can kind of see from the uh, the orbs. Is there some kind of energy coming off of them that's visible? So you're peering at the orbs? Are you gazing at the orb? <laughs> I am. Okay. Around them. Yeah, so you you kind of, you peer, oh, sorry, you gaze at the orbs. Let's just, let's just do the meme. You kind of squint. No, they're just bright, impossible purple lights with nothing that you can see in the center of them causing the emanation. And they just lazily orbit above the form of this fallen man. And is there anything around him that would indicate some kind of ritual? Any, I don't know, symbols or other stuff? You don't see any symbols at all. There's junk everywhere. So it's it's really tough to, I mean, something's gone wrong here, right? I mean, it just looks like an explosion in midair to you, as if everything flew at once and then stopped in its tracks. It's hard to make uh, heads or tails of the scene. Is, is there a role I could make to see how well I paid attention to my like biochem class in university 30 years earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear where you're going with that. Yeah. So there's it's there's right. a couple of there's a I, couple of roles here, man. Uh, I and I, I'm to, with you. So I think you would do, know it, though, do you maybe. have any science skills? I mean, I have a bachelor's in uh, ecology from UC Boulder. So, so do you have science ecology? No, no, I didn't put that in as like an extra. OK. Oh, no, I do. Gotcha. I have a 20. I have a 20 there. Yeah. You have a twenty percent there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you can you can go ahead and roll that to go ahead and see if you have some gl- glint of yeah. of what of what you're you're hearing here. If it's just like oh, go I'm ahead. being quizzed on this, yeah, but uh, oh no, <laughs> I forgot everything. <laughs> okay, so that's a one hundred critical I, I, failure. I, somehow, you have I, you have no idea. What somewhere those back, strings of numbers are. Yeah, you back think, home, my you paper think maybe, and this this is this is playing off of your occult <laughs> role from from a moment ago. And remember to check your science ecology. Don't forget. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you think maybe that's a spell of some sort, a magic occult ritual spell that he's rattling off, and it's either failing or it's about to succeed, but nothing good's going to come of it. In that case, I say. I pull the hammer back on my gun and say, you better stop saying that. He doesn't seem to recognize anything about what you just did. He just holds his hand up towards you. Ryan would like to to look around him and find some tool. Wrench, hammer. Right within arm's reach is what looks like a pipe wrench, a large pipe wrench, actually. Okay. He's going to throw it at the orbs. Oh, it's floating. It's floating. The wrench is floating. The wrench is floating. Uh, you're welcome can, to. You're welcome to still throw I, it. I just want to make sure you understand. It's it's in midair. Okay. Oh, I thought only the orbs are floating. There's like a gravity issue here. There's a gravity issue here. Oh yeah, that's like the that's the big thing here. Like 
there, all there of, are tools, all of this trays, junk, I'm so sorry all, I missed that. Floating, Very important all floating and suspended in the air. Got so you, it. when you first walked in, you were looking for suspension cables, but you didn't see any. And it was very confusing to you as you started to bring all this in. Okay. So there, you can get through this debris field, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it would, it would mean like twisting your body and kind of slowly going. There's no, there's no sprint path towards, towards the prostrate form of the gentleman. Okay, then yeah, Ryan will, will, I don't know who else did, but Ryan's going to go back in the, the last room and grab you know, the broom, a mop, the first cool. kind of so range now, object that he can find. Now, Romeo and Ryan have a mop and a broom, respectively. This is a real heroic picture we're painting. So you two clear the debris, or at least the stuff low down. I can crawl to him and get that laptop. Yeah, let's do you that. Got it. And we begin to... Uh, brush this brush and swat the the debris out of the way yeah so i maybe we do kind of like a a phalanx pattern where we're shoulder to shoulder trash can lids yeah exactly away away you start you start hitting at these floating tools this floating junk with your broom and your mop but they don't seem to budge at all they don't turn they don't rotate they don't move at all the hairs on the back of your neck of both of your necks begin to raise because you're hitting, you realize a small bolt, it's no wider or no longer than the width of your hand and it will not move and it's sitting there in midair. It is an immovable object that is quite small and your your mind is racing. You're trying to understand exactly what's happening as you as you kind of swat at it with this mop, but it, it it's impossible. Yeah, this isn't normal, you guys. All right. Case uh, closed. I guess I'm doing this the hard way. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not live, so I I guess I'll say to the group, I don't think I can get through this, at least not not easily. This uh, this isn't ha- this isn't working. Royzen, are you able to kind of? You're gonna shimmy your way can, through. Can you can you uh, KZJ your way around this? Well, I'm the smallest of us, so I probably stand the best chance. Just imagine their lasers. Right. Mission impossible. Here we go. Rosen, you start to twist your way past these floating objects, do, doing your best to not touch them. And you're going to roll a luck, please. All right. Well, that failed. You're now going to roll athletics. Nice. Mm. Nice. Success. You're now going to roll intelligence. And intelligence was a failure. Okay. You watch as Rosen twists and turns, doing her best to get through this debris field. And you can see how difficult this is, how incredibly hard this is, because she'll hit a washer and it won't move. And it's something that she didn't see before until she brushed up against it and it completely halted her ingress forward. And it's just taking a lot of time for her to to try and make her way through this field because of all of these small, tiny pieces of junk that create immovable barriers. Before long, you see that she's slowing down. I did have something I wanted to, I, my character was gonna say, but my three and a half year old, year old daughter came in the room and I could not say that while she was sitting here. Mm. Um, <laughs> as Was it, holy shit. <laughs> it's more along the lines of, if this guy fucking does anything, I'm putting a bullet in his head. I don't, want to just, okay. I don't want to hear that. So you know. The man does not flinch when he hears those words. He doesn't even seem to really understand. He must be in some sort of shock. Royzen, your, your vision is becoming cloudy. And you start breathing harder and harder. You start to feel like you might pass out. How far from us is Royzen, Romeo and I? She's out of your reach. She's about halfway to the laptop and the man. And do we see her starting to kind of fade? She's slowing down. Royzen, you do feel like your vision's getting tunneled a bit. Royzen, are you okay? Royzen? Not really. Royzen, get back here. We'll we'll find another way to get that, the computer, but we can't we can't have you passing out in the middle of all of this chaos. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna turn and start trying to make my way back. Go ahead and roll a luck, please. Can Ryan uh, try? Can Ryan try to meet her halfway? Sure. Roll your luck. Yeah, as well. Roll your athletics. Both of us. No, this is just Ryan trying to make his way towards you. He sees something wrong, is wrong, 
And finally, your intelligence, Ryan. Also failed. So you start to try to dexterously make your way through this debris field. You don't know how Royzen got as far as she did. There are just an innumerable amount of things you can't see that will not let you go in the direction you think you can. This is just a mess. You start to breathe harder than you would expect, though. You don't feel like you're really taxing yourself, but maybe the situation is just, maybe it's just that, that peak it for you. Royzen, you are losing your vision. As you try to make your way back, things are getting dark. You're starting to breathe really hard. Now, this is apparent now to all the agents. She is, her eyes are fluttering. You see her face is becoming pale. Her her lips blue, hypoxic. This is not good. I shout. That's it. I'm putting him down. And oh. I take aim. I, mean, I, drop, I drop like one knee and take aim, so I'm going to, I don't want to get that bonus on my, my shot. Ryan yells, <laughs> Ryan yells, yeah, shoot him. Yeah, shoot him. Please move to the side before you shoot him. <laughs> I assume I'm taking a clear shot here. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not, I assume yeah. that as well. It's an, well. I guess we're all kind of. I line up with in, everyone in between me and him, and then I'm going to thread it through their legs. Spear the orb while all this is happening. <laughs> with the broom. Like oh, javelin, you're going to javelin the, yeah. one of the three orbs. Oh. I oh, get yeah. it now. Oh, okay. Okay, so are you just going to straight up shoot the guy? Considering that I think he's casting spells, uh, yes, I'm going to put a bullet in his head now. You think he's casting spells when he speaks? Well, I failed I failed my science ecology in a cult, so I think Correct, and it's is... when, when he says those those number yeah. phrases, you're afraid that's that's uh, and, doing and, you harm, yes. And I see my fellow agents are now, you know, starting to... Uh, he's not speaking at all, though. Yeah, well, it's, he's, he's clearly the source of all the problems, according to... Robert. Okay, that's just making sure you're making the choice that you're, you think you're making, that's all. That's all I'm yeah, as, as far as I can tell from the character's perspective, like if, mm-hmm. if I'm going to talk yeah, through yeah. it, yeah, it's it's take take the shot. It's not a it's not a roll at all. You can just fire. Oh, okay, well, that's just I take the shot. The report is deafening to everybody in the room, and you see blood immediately shoot out the back of the man as he is just thrown backwards by the force of the bullet. You watch Royzen fall to the ground. She seems unconscious. Ryan, you are starting to sweat and gasp yourself but you're you're within reach of Royzen maybe in the next six ten seconds if you can just get past some more of these strange hanging objects that you're winding your way through however seeing the man shot in front of you well definitely causes a cold knot in your stomach uh, Chris is that kind of implying that Ryan's squeamish by it or disturbed by it he he definitely is in a place right now of near shock because he he just heard the report of a very loud pistol and saw this this man on the on the ground shot and flung backward so i i'm not having you roll a sanity check just yet i'm just letting you know he's his his brain's trying to take in a lot of sensory information at once and hasn't yet made sense of it okay i I should clarify i'm sorry i was actually using my vape pen uh so it was my vape trigger shot is what that was Okay, so you just took a big old <laughs> drag from your vape. You didn't actually shoot Jeff. And, and just blew it, at, blew it at him in a perfect stream. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's different. That's a different scene. Yeah. I'm going to have to re- recalibrate on that. No, you totally shot Jeff in the chest. He's, he's flung back. <laughs> I think Ryan's, if he's close enough, he's going to still, no, I guess you said he was shocked and in place. I'm just letting you know that Things are getting intense. There's a man just shot and killed potentially in front of him. He's starting to feel really tired and kind of gasping for air. He sees Royzen collapse in front of him. She's unconscious. Things are getting bad. What does Ryan do? Ryan goes back the way he came. He back towards what feels like almost the, the surface rather than you know this area being underwater. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're leaving Royzen behind. I am. So you start, you start crawling back as fast as you can. And before you know it, you're at the periphery of this strange debris field with the other two agents. You're on your kind of hands and in, in, in your butt, uh, your seat's on the ground, and in, you're gasping. You're gasping for air. Roizen's turned almost fully blue, her face. Fuck. Uh, Romeo drops the broom and uh, pulls Ryan the rest of the way out and, and then goes in for Roizen. 
Go ahead and roll um, your so luck. I, I'll roll all the stuff after failing all the stuff. Uh, so first we do a luck. Oh no! That's the worst thing. So what did you roll? I rolled a one hundred. Yeah, so the, literally the worst roll in the entire game. This is this is gonna go well for me. And did you want me? Do you, do you want to kill me now, or do you want me to go ahead and try to roll other stuff? You, honestly, you don't need to roll anything else. You start to just violently fling yourself into the debris field, trying to force your way through, but you cannot find any way to get closer to the prostrate form of Royson. Boy, right now we've got Romeo running at it like he's hitting the boundary in a video game. But with the with the javelin, right? <laughs> like so, off the javelin. Field. Yeah. yeah, so Romeo, you are throwing yourself against this, trying to find a chink in the armor of this impossible debris field. It is not happening. So you rear back with your broom and you roll your athletics to try to pin one of these orbs. Okay, here goes. Oh my gosh, is Thank that a success? Did. What? What a rare treat that is. Hell yeah. The broom, <laughs> which is horrifically weighted as a spear or javelin. It should never perform in this way. But it, it seems to fly unerringly towards the orbs, somehow not hitting or ricocheting off any of the numerous pieces of junk, bolts, washers, hammers, tools floating in the air, and it flies straight through one of the purple orbs. Nothing changes. It reaches the back of the <laughs> garage and clatters against the ground. Well, I'm all out of ideas. Fuck. Did anything happen Royzen. after we shot Jeff? Yes. Royzen passed out and started turning blue. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you, Chris. No problem. Just a reminder. <laughs> <laughs>